This is Chargers Unleashed Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dan Wolkenstein and Jake Hefner. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Hefner and Dan Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, being brought to you by Bet Online and Charger Bolt Family. If this is your first time tuning into the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Dan Wolkenstein, we talked about it. We're in the heat of training camp now. Football is back. And today, the pads are back, baby. Football is back with pads in asterisks. Uh, yes, football is back, guys. Welcome to Charges Unleashed. Day one of pads at training camp week two. We're going to go into some of the highlights that we saw from week two, day one, as well as some of the press conference highlights and takeaways. Uh, in short, no Durban News extension. We will not be seeing Justin Jackson. And Rashawn Slater is as advertised. Khalil Mack is as advertised. And Sebastian Joseph Day and... Zion Johnson are beasts and are going to be battling all training camp. But Jake, so people could just turn off now based off your summarization, yeah. right? So we're done. Yeah. Anything else? I like how I like how you snuck in the breaking news on Justin Jackson literally before we just jumped on this show signing with the Detroit Lions. So as Dan mentioned, the hopes of Justin Jackson coming back maybe as an RB3 just went out the window. Um and we'll get into an update on more important news as it relates to, to Drew, Drew Tranquil here in just a second. Yes. So, uh, again, like I mentioned, we have lots to go over. This is the first time we get to see people in pads. We get to actually see how the running backs, linebackers, defensive, offensive line kind of go at each other. Uh, Have some news on special teams as well. But, Jake, day one, over under, how many times do you think we would have seen Khalil Mack win against Rashawn Slater? If you had to put a a thing from bet online, over under, if I had to put put 0.5, would you have taken the over? I would have taken the over. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why the the giveaway was on Saturday, what he said in the press conference to say, like, we're not even in pads yet. And already he's throwing stuff out there that I haven't seen. Let's not forget as great as Rashawn Slater is, this still is only year two of Rashawn Slater on the chargers. But uh, when you add that together with the things that Joey and Khalil have said about them having different pass rush techniques and everything like that, absolutely. I would have pounded the over on that. And we saw it today in practice. So, Jake, pay the bills. Bet online. You take the over. I feel like bet online should just be coming to us asking for some lines so we can put up some prop bets. I, you know what? I'm, that's one of the things I am excited when we get to closer to the regular season, what some of those prop bets are going to be just for the regular season. Um, interesting wagers to be made. But if you are making wagers, make sure you do it on bet, on, bet online. And as it is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines, Find reviews and notes for every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, UFC, esports, and even golf. It's a lot. And that's a lot of abbreviations in one sentence. So <laughs> continuing, continuing with this, BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use the promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V. Five zero <laughs> to receive your first fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You can tell it's Monday, Dan, because already I'm having issues with abbreviated sports leagues 
and obviously telling out sports codes. So it's it's definitely a Monday. In your in your defense, it is a different way to spell believe. So no one can really give you that much flack for it. But when it's right in front of me, I mean, you know, you think that I could I was trying to proper help. English. You know what? No, no, no. I'm not going to give myself any defense on that. So let's let's continue. Let's get to the good stuff. Fair. Okay. So, Jake, right off the clip, let's kind of go through the headlines. And then after that, we'll get into the press conferences and then some of the kind of individual wins and losses that we saw at camp. So press conferences today, we saw a one, your favorite. Brandon Staley, fourth and Staley. By the way, guys, you can get your fourth and Staley hat, t-shirt, fan of the year. Jen Mills is actually out there at camp today wearing a fourth and Staley t-shirt. Go to LAFB Network, go to the shop, type in the code UNLEASHED, and you can get 25% off your stuff. Brandon Staley, Jake had press conference today, talked about all kinds of things. Key takeaways that you had from him. What's the main thing off the clip that Brandon Staley said? The first thing I was excited to hear about was, and thank thank Daniel Popper for asking the question, was give me an update on Drew Tranquil, where he was at. Because as I mentioned in the show yesterday, I saw him off to the side in practice. He was in street clothes, didn't see any braces, didn't see any crutches. And thankfully, it doesn't sound like it's too serious, as Brandon Saley had mentioned that he has a, has a groin issue that's going on right now. Nothing they expect to be serious. As we've talked about since Brandon Staley has been the head coach, when it comes to injuries, he definitely errs more on the side of caution. So this is more precautionary for the standpoint of him not being a practice currently right now. He said that they're just waiting for him to get back to 100% before they bring him back out to practice. So uh, that's good news. Sigh of relief. (laughs) Jeez. Drew Tranquil seems to be okay. Uh, Nothing serious. We should be able to see him back here pretty shortly. Um, Jake, all right, let's go real fast through the three press conferences. Corey Lindsley then came up. Again, we'll go back to the minutia, but off the clip, Corey Lindsley came up, talked about kind of the improvements he's seen in Justin Herbert, kind of how much he's able to kind of do that football 202 now, which you'd love to see. You're hearing him talk about kind of the improvements and how excited he is to see Zion Johnson, calling him as advertised, and is kind of showing out so far. Uh, What's your biggest thing you got from Corey Lindsley? He put out a bunch of different nuggets that were out there, obviously. And um, one that he really elaborated on was the play of, of Zion Johnson and seeing him out there with the first day of practice. But basically, in, in summarization, you know, he basically said so far he's lived up to the bill. He's calm. He's collected. He's very, you know, very educated and disciplined to his craft. So he's basically had mentioned that he's put a lot of work in. But I like how they basically said, you know, they they knew all along the type of player that they were getting and to see him with the pads on in day one to see it be a pretty, pretty good, you know, good day for, for the rookie offensive guard is definitely what you want to see. It, Jake, did you pick up on this? Speaking of which, when he talked about Zion Johnson, I think it was either right before or right after he was talking about Justin Herbert and he kind of alluded to the similarities of them in kind of like their overall style where they're like kind of pretty quiet. They're not really like big and boisterous, but like they get the job done very well. Did you catch that kind of similarity that he kind of put? Yep. Love it. So then uh, I think it was kind of audible. Uh, Nazir Adderley came up to the podium and was talking about kind of his excitement being in his second year in the system, kind of having more uh, grasp on the play calling. But I think what was probably the most important thing that I took away from him, other than his excitement for Mark Webb being healthy, was the fact that he actually talked about the importance and how much he is putting onus on the whole like all gas, no breaks thing. I know that's kind of a euphemism that's being talked about a lot, but I think as a safety, you need to be able to know when to throttle the gas and the brake. And I think he talked about it specifically and how important that is for him at his position, talk about his communication and his ability to kind of go off of instincts and to have the game slow down for him, which I think was a very important takeaway that is alluding to 
I think there was a defensive, I think it was Ronaldo Hill talked about that exact same thing, Jake. Ronaldo Hill on Saturday, we, we spoke about this, his, his comments about Nasir Adderley. Those comments on Saturday literally were almost a mirror image of what Nasir Adderley was talking about in regards to himself in terms of you know being the second year in, in Ronaldo Hill's system, being a little bit more disciplined, as Ronaldo Hill had alluded to on Saturday, that when Derwin's not out there, he's got he's basically the captain of the secondary. So he's taken up that responsibility. He's taking that next step in his play. And Dan, as you had mentioned, yeah, you got to know when to hit the gas. Whereas before, when he first got there, he was just all gas. He was he was trying to fly everywhere. And you know, while sometimes that looks good on film, it may not be the best thing to do if we're talking about, you know the last line of defense in a <laughs> going up against wide receivers. So I, I think we started seeing the transition of his play last year. I think, again, a very under-the-radar production for Nasir Adderley last year. The physicality was there. The speed was there. And now going into this system and pairing it with the rest of the secondary talent that you have, I'm very excited to see what this leap's going to look for him. Yeah. Um, any more kind of takeaways on the whole from the press conferences before we get into kind of the play-by-play going into the player highlights? I know for me, Jake, the one that I got was Corey Lindsley kind of talked about how uh, impressed he was and how excited he was when they brought in Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson, saying they mm-hmm. both were some of the most unheralded players at their position and specifically called out Sebastian, Sebastian Joseph Day as one of the best interior defensive linemen he has gone up against. I'll take that. Gotta love that. The uh, It's more of just evident of iron sharpening iron here with these guys. Um, Nasir Adderley's comments on JT Woods that he said, what do you what do you see from him was the question. Speed, length, range, everything you want in a center fielder. He's very attentive, making sure that the spots that he needs to be in, and he's very receptive to the info, and that's what you want from a young player. That's his quote. Um, a lot of expectations and a lot of good things have been said early about JT Woods. And so when you have guys like Nasir Adderley to learn from, obviously Derwin James, while he hasn't been practicing, he's still been present on the field. And I'm sure he's been in every one of these guys, young ears in between plays. Pardon me. Um, so yeah, it's, those are, <clears throat> those are my biggest takeaways. <laughs> I'll take the mic while you take the mute button. Uh, Brandon Staley, Jake talked about punters. I believe Daniel Popper from the athletic asked him about, uh, what his thoughts were so far on punter J.K. Scott. And he basically was confirming a lot of stuff that I was that you and I were kind of talking about last week about uh, confirming his hang time, confirming, confirming his snap to punt timing and his positioning and being able to kind of pinpoint where to place a punt uh, and talk about the advantage that actually brings to your offense and defense when you can actually pin someone back and be able to give your special teams enough time to get down the field with that hang time. So again, no real news there, but just confirmation on what we have seen last week when you and I were at camp. Uh, J.K. Scott is a real deal, and uh, Chargers are lucky to have him, and you will see a difference in him compared to what you saw in the years past with good friend Ty Long. Programming note. When doing a podcast, do not eat a handful of Fritos 30 minutes before <laughs> coming on the show because there is a chance that some of them may be still lodged in your throat when you try to speak. That's my soapbox tip of the day. Cool. Okay. So Jake, I think everyone has probably seen so far uh, the excitement around kind of day one with the pads and everybody's wondering what Rashawn Slater is going to look like going up against Bosa and Khalil Mack right off the clip, Jake. Man. Khalil Mack just puts on the whatever frustrated emoji face and just goes balls to the wall against Rashawn Slater. 
I wouldn't say Rashawn Slater lost, but he certainly didn't win. I mean, there's <laughs> there's good aspects to learn from both of from both guys on one single rep. Um, yes, Rashawn Slater technically was able to recover from it, was able to push back a little bit on Khalil Mack, but that was only after Khalil Mack had pushed him back about. 10 to 12 feet. <laughs> so take it with that for what, what you will. But in terms of, I look at this as more of a learning experience for Rashawn Slater, obviously. And just another statement made by Khalil Mack. You want to know how hungry I am? I'll show you. And you knew when the pads came on that there was going to be statements made today, whether it was from Khalil Mack or anybody else. And right off the bat, here we go. Yeah. And it was, it was nice to see. I mean, again, for as much power as Khalil Mack, we talked about had last episode we talked about the difference between him and Joey Bosa. He has much more, I believe, raw, just sheer power than Joey Bosa does. To see that kind of go up day one with pads against Rashawn Slater. But I will say, like, Rashawn Slater did not let that kind of get him to let him go around him. He actually did pretty well. Um, so, again, I think that's more of a Rashawn Slater. That's, excuse, that's less of a Rashawn Slater let him win versus, holy crap, Khalil Mack is back. He's healthy. His foot looks fine. And that has to be exciting for Ronaldo Hill and Brandon Staley as training camp continues. Um, Dan, I know, I know that we're talking about practice and I know we're just looking and isolating it off of one side of practice. And we're talking about one side of the offensive line. But if that's the speed that Khalil Mack is going to be pushing back against offensive line, can you imagine what the other side's going to be looking like and what that's going to, what the entire pocket collapse is going to look like when we're talking about real football? No, no, I, I can't, to be honest. Like, no, we, no, no one has seen two top 10 edge rushers like this on the same team with this different of style, which I thought was interesting. Jake, uh, Taylor Biscotti from NFL actually tweeted about this. He's, she had mentioned that Austin Eckler was talking with her and mentioned after practice that Joshua Kelly is standing out to him. And he mentioned that he's looking like his rookie self with his explosiveness. So, I know we saw Isaiah Spiller out there with the ones today, but I think the bigger story here is do is it, it sounds like Joshua Kelly is making impressions to where like, is he really on the bubble to miss the roster? It, it doesn't sound like it right now, given the reps he's gotten and the praise he's gotten. I mean, still it's the wide receiver three or wide receiver. The, the running back three position is, is still up for grabs. It really is. I don't think that anybody has consistently jumped out through these first, what, five days of practice that we've had now. Uh, Dan, when you and I were there, Josh Kelly was in, was technically RB2 in the rotation on the first day of practice. And since then, they've rotated between him, Larry Roundtree, obviously Isaiah Spiller. Isaiah Spiller, by the way, the only running back besides Austin Eckler that has gotten reps with the one. So let's make note of that. Um, as far as when Joshua Kelly was out there, what we saw, Dan, I mean, not, not bad. Again, we're talking about non-padded practice and against the running backs, it's a little bit hard to gauge. I know that he was in on one of the trick plays that Justin Herbert ultimately threw to Keenan Allen during practice on Saturday. So it's still interesting to see because there hasn't been, there hasn't been much that I have seen from Larry Roundtree, from Kevin Marks, um, from Letty Brown. I have not seen much from Nothing the rest of this group. So really, it's it's still an open competition. But however you'd want to slice it for Austin Eckler to say that, when he's been calling for guys to say, hey, who's going to step up? And for him to single him out that way, 
you know, take that for what it's worth, but we'll see when it comes game time. Yeah. So Jake, there were a couple of other one-on-one battles that I wanted to kind of get your takes on. Um, there was one, and I'm curious to see what this is more of a story about. So I want to, between the offense and the defense, you tell me who this is more of a story on. So for example, we had Josh Palmer go up against Dean Leonard and Josh Palmer absolutely cooked him. Okay. Bigger story about Josh Palmer or about Dean Leonard? It's a bigger story about Josh Palmer. You're you're talking about probably the second best route runner on this team going up against a rookie cornerback. Now, yes, Dean Leonard has had his victories in practice, most notably over Jalen Guyton that we've seen him get passes defended on. Um, but going against Josh Palmer on that particular route tree, yeah, it wasn't the best look for Dean Leonard, but this is what we heard Ronaldo Hill talk about when he was specifically highlighting Dean and Jasir Taylor on Saturday. He said, you know, those it's not immaculate for those guys. They've been through their ups and downs, but the biggest thing about them is that they come back and they recover. So if you're looking for the story from Dean Leonard, let's take a look at what happens for him during practice on Tuesday, on Wednesday, and moving forward from that. If it proceeds in the run, it becomes more about Dean Leonard. But if he comes back and he starts getting victories, then you know that this is this, that's a positive sign for him that he's learning. But Dan, it's a more bigger story about Josh Palmer. It's not necessarily, I mean, it re- should it really be a surprise that you would expect the way that we've seen Josh Palmer essentially perform through um, going into his second year now for the way that we see him run routes for the opportunities that he's gotten in this offense thus far? Is it really that big of a surprise? I mean, would we be saying the no, exact same thing if it was Keenan Allen, for example, going up against Dean Leonard? Like, <laughs> come on, what would you expect in that circumstance? Um, so, no, th- th- this is it's a bigger story about Josh Palmer winning the rep than it is about Dean Leonard losing it, considering what we're talking about, the level of competition here. Next one-on-one battle, why don't you take on? We had Sebastian Joseph Day versus Zion Johnson. Got your first time to <laughs> see Zion and pads. Both of them were throwing haymakers, seemed like, the entire afternoon or morning, excuse me. I think each of them had their wins and losses. Is that more of news about one or the other? I think if or who I should say maybe who, who would who are you more impressed by in that matchup? I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a draw a little bit because Zion Johnson won the first rep going up against uh, SJD, and then um, well, I'm just going. I, I was this. I think he got two reps against SJD because I know he was also battling against Austin Johnson as well in a rep that he actually did very well on. Uh, but he got the first rep, and then SJD came back around and he got the second one. So this this was our big thing that we were talking about just over a week ago as far as I understand the hype for Zion Johnson. You know, let's wait till we see the pads put on and see what happens when we're talking about guys really getting contact. And so far, Zion Johnson had a very, very impressive day. So if we're talking about a guy who just today, Corey Lindsley was mentioning as one of the best interior defensive linemen Thank in you. the game right now, and you go out and you get a rep victory against him, that's great. But guess what you're also going to get when he wins a rep against you? Learning experience. You're going to learn today. So I guarantee you from that type of physicality that you see on video, coupled with the the uh, discipline and uh, as you mentioned, Dan, the the want to learn aspect, like he's be- becoming a very much a student of the game. He's learning from the right people. He's going to learn from that. So I guarantee you, he'll come back from that in a different rep and try to get the best of it. But it's you. there are some position groups on this team that you could say to yourself, there's nobody better that you would want to learn from. 
And this this would be one of them. Yep. With and, the exception and- of Aaron Donald, probably. This <laughs> this this may be in like the next class of his own. Sure. Yes, exactly. Yes. Vet- veterans teaching rookies almost the hard way is what you'd want to see in this circumstance. A hundred percent. And I think this is what you heard from Brandon Staley. We talked about this, I think it was yesterday or excuse me on Saturday. We talked about like, this is what you want to see. You want to see the offense and the defense kind of both coming to play and not neither of them really getting the the benefit of one another, like all day. You want to see it being like a tight knit competition and not like overly to one side. And so if you see two great players, each winning over and over, like then that's what you want. Like that's how you, that's how you build upon this team. Now, Jake, the last one I thought was interesting that I had in terms of the one-on-ones. Zion Johnson versus Jerry Tillery. Advantage Zion Johnson, not even close. Apparently he got flattened. Jerry Tillery, that is. Bigger story about Jerry Tillery or about Zion Johnson? Me personally, I think it's a bigger story for Zion Johnson. And obviously I, I... Don't know the formation that we were talking about. I'm not sure as far as the aspects of the pass rush where Jerry Tillery was coming from, what the you know, what the call was on defense, but I'm gonna assume that it was a pass rushing call, which would be the best utilization for Jerry Tillery in that circumstance. So yeah, I would say that that would be more about Zion Johnson making his statement like that against a guy coming in for a guy who's been in the league for a little while now. So yeah, win for Zion Johnson there. Um, so other takeaways. So I think we heard about JK Scott. We talked about that already. He seemed to be doing well. Special teams. Brantley talked about the kind of the execution there has gotten uh, much better in the, in the last few days. Gerald Everett, I believe had a pretty good day today. Uh, I know yep. he had a couple catches up the middle. Um, other key takeaways. I know there's a bunch that happened out there today. Those were kind of the headlines that I had. Were there any others that you have noted want to discuss? I mean, I don't know about headlines, but you know, just certain plays of note. And to t- kind of touch about it on special teams, because this will lead into a variety of different subjects here, Dan. So when they were out there doing punt return and kick return drills, your punt returners were uh, DeAndre Carter, obviously, Bryce Callahan, and one Michael Bandy. Mm-hmm. Now, there's one name I'm leaving out there for a specific reason, and that's one Joe Reed. If we remember when we drafted Joe Reed, I mean, he had a college reputation of returning these type of kicks and punts. And last year, Dan, we noticed that he wasn't even utilized at all when it came to special teams. It was more Austin Prohl that was in that role um, during those type of drills. And then on your your kick returns today, I think you had Kelly and one other person that was in there. I can't remember the other one specifically, but... This is a t- this is going to be a tangent that the subject that's going to go off on two tangents. Number one, Michael Bandy has had a very good but quiet camp. It's almost kind of like flown under the radar a little bit for anybody who's not watching him. Michael Bandy has been extremely impressive on this team. Um, has looked very quick and shifty in one-on-one drills. Today, obviously, had two great catches in the offense. If there is a battle for wide receiver six, I would say as of now, he's winning it. Um, If the Chargers ultimately end up keeping six wide receivers, time will tell on that, obviously. But getting back to Joe Reed's standpoint, while he still made a couple good catches today, and he has made some over the past week, I still think that Michael Bandy is making a bigger statement here. And maybe it is a possible... I don't know, kind of take your eyes. I don't want to call it a red flag, but just something to catch your attention that for as Bryce Callahan was shown in. Yes. For as much as Joe Reed was doing on special teams while he was in college and now to start off 
these type of returns and he's not included in this group, we'll see if something ends up rotating, if he's going to end up coming into this. But Dan, I remember this from last year. He was not included at all in those special teams drills. So I'm not sure what that's about, um, but hopefully we'll see. But if we're talking about wide receiver six, I know I was really pulling for Joe Reed because I think that he offers a lot of versatility to bring in a different style to the wide receiver room. But if we're just going off of what we've seen through the first five days of practice, I say Michael Michael Bandy has the clear-cut advantage. Yeah, I, it, it doesn't bode well for Joe Reed in the sense that like there's literally no news about him. Like I shouldn't say no news. Like There's been a couple plays here and there, but you, you see a ton of work being put in with the other guys for special teams, especially. I mean, on offense, Joe Reed doesn't really do much in terms of gadgetry, not really seeing much with kick return, punt return. So I don't know what his place is. And it seems like he has a pretty high hill, steep hill to climb uh, to keep his place on this roster. Uh, Jake, day one, pads on. I think got to see things ramped up a little bit. I think got to see more physicality from the linebackers. Got to see offensive and defensive line kind of go at each other. Uh, Safeties, I believe there was an interception today. I don't remember exactly who it was. Uh, but overall, it sounded like the offense was clicking, at least the first team reps, and then it looked like kind of second and third team yeah. defense destroyed them. I mean, let's keep this of note. You had your first team defense going up against your second team offense. So yeah, there were uh, there were some plays that were definitely broke up, uh, broken up. I know Brandon Fajoko had two good interior pressures today. My boy, Forrest Merrill, had one in there today. Uh, Dan, your boy, Jamal Davis, I think was on the first group of 11 on 11s. He got in for what would have been a, uh, a sack. And so I think I think he was clamoring for it, but they had just blown the whistle. So it was literally the last play of the first grouping of 11 on 11s. But let's give it to, let's give it to the kid because he's battling for edge five as it stands right now. Yeah, so overall, I would say it was a success. You get, we didn't see Derwin James out there still doing contract negotiations, which, I mean, again, like it's going to happen. You heard reports out yesterday that the deal is imminent. They're kind of now looking at just kind of the, some of the fine details. Uh, so fine print, excuse me. So I think I'm not worried. Nasir Adderley said it today that he actually likes the way that Derwin's going about it because he's not holding out. He's still at practice. He's still learning. He's still giving advice to the young guys, but they fully understand why he's doing this and why he hasn't signed yet. So don't fret Chargers fans. It's good. Business business is business. So Jake, uh, we'll try to keep this one short and sweet. So those are kind of the key takeaways that we had, ladies and gentlemen, for the Chargers day one of camp with pads. Again, football is back now with pads. Ah, feels good. Uh, Jake, anything else you want to tell the good people? I know we're going to announce the giveaway here in a second for the Mike Williams Give for the Mike Williams signed mini helmet. We're going to put it. We're going to be putting that out on Twitter this afternoon. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Again, we're now recording this on a Monday. So Monday afternoon, you'll be seeing the giveaway announced on social media. And go ahead, basically again to reiterate, all you got to do: follow, subscribe, and retweet. Okay, Jake. Otherwise, wait. What was the else? first rule again? Follow. I'm kidding. Follow, 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 follow. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, Jake, anything else you want to tell the great friends of Chargers Unleash Nation and LAFB Nation before we head out of here? Pads are back, baby. Now let's get into the good stuff. Ooh. Now we can... Now, you notice how now, all the focus just from last week's practice, you weren't really able to tell a lot from the offense and the interior defensive line. Today, that's where everybody's focus was at. Like, okay... 
let's let's see the two big boy the two lines of big boys go out at one another and <laughs> and it was impressive. <laughs> Jake, all right, last question for you. I'm putting the spot here. Over or under Wednesday morning. Serban <laughs> James contract extension. See, this is what the prop bet should be, honestly, on Bet Online right now. Uh over or under Wednesday. The last report that I remember hearing on Sunday, late Sunday afternoon, was that the sentence in dealing with the Derwin James contract is that, quote, it could happen any day now. So? So, (laughs) by that acumen, you know, you'd hope that it would be done here in the next, like, three hours, but it probably won't. Um, Over, under Wednesday, Dan, I'm going to go, I'm going to go over. I'm going to say that it gets done by, like, the tail end of this week. I, I think it's going to be Thursday. That's my gut feeling. Again, I was wrong that it was going to be done the first day at training camp. I was wrong that it was going to be done the first day pads on. Probably be wrong again. And I'm okay yeah, you're, I'm wrong. you were wrong about Kenneth Murray coming back to practice. <laughs> oh, don't early, get so. me. Don't remind me. All right. That's three. not one, two, and three strikes. <laughs> I guess I'm out. All right. So we're out. So for Jake Hefner, you can find him at Jake D. Hefner, myself at Dan W. Sports. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll talk to you next time on Chargers Unleashed.